0: to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well,
1: hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living. On Voice America, America's Voice. And my guest today is Linda Rosenbaum, who's a retired businesswoman living in Central Florida. She's done what no one else has dared to do. She's detailed her private life regarding ADD based on her up-close and personal experience for many decades with her husband and other family members. And her new book is My Husband Has ADD and The Miraculous Discovery changed our lives and welcome Linda.
2: Thank you Patricia. Uh, well, how and, are you today?
1: Good. Thank you and ADD is attention deficit disorder. Yes it is. Okay and at least 10 million people in the United States have attention deficit disorder and there are so many folks that have not been recognized So, I'd like you to comment on that first. You know, did you realize or how did you find out that your husband had attention deficit disorder?
2: Well, uh, I definitely want to answer that question, but before I do, let me provide a little helpful information. ADD and ADD uh, are very confusing. And most people don't understand how damaging this neurobiological disorder could be. And by the way, ADD and ADHD are actually one and the same. Both exhibit Mm hyperactivity. You've probably heard it being called both things right now. It is an inherited, devastating brain disorder that can ruin lives, families, and relationships. And one who has ADD usually exhibits odd, erratic, or inappropriate behavior. Some of the symptoms of the forty discussed in the book are impatience, irritability, selfishness, risky behavior, and unawareness. Mm. So I was seeking answers for for decades about my husband's strange and and destructive behavior so that um, I really know how it affects real people in real life. It's not this book is not a uh, clinical book at at all. it's definitely a very Homey kind of book brings you right into our home life. Now you want to know why I wrote the book.
1: Yes, yes, and, absolutely. Uh, Obviously, it is such
2: a personal book. It's, it's very personal, and it was very difficult to write. Although it was cathartic, I, I forged ahead and wrote it because I wanted to reach out to all those people who, like me, were very, very confused or are today still very confused. They don't know anything about what is going on in their home if they're having problems. Um, our, Our mission is to enlighten all involved regarding exactly what it is, how to recognize it, how to cope with it, and how we healed it. So through all my years of misery and mayhem, I was always searching for answers for Bob's bad behavior. And so I figured I would write a book that I wished I had a long time ago. It would have made a huge difference in my life because living with someone with ADD is a very lonely and frustrating existence. You really don't know who to talk to about it. You can't talk to your next-door neighbor and say, my husband's acting strange because they're going to say, well, so does mine. But mine Mm -hmm. was doing this all the time. That's the difference between ADD and people who say, well, I do those same things too. The difference is people with ADD. Do these things constantly, daily, and yeah. they keep repeating the same mistakes over and over.
0: Mm. So
1: that, yeah. And it's and it's also a brain dysfunction that you know. I think Definitely. sometimes we we um, confuse bad behavior, uh, brain dysfunction with bad behavior. We don't realize that there's really you know an organic problem there.
2: It is it is an organic
1: problem. You can
2: actually see it on a brain scan. In fact, mm. now they're uh, just beginning now to diagnose children by doing brain scans. This is new. They weren't doing that. And they, they can diagnose it that way now. I think that um, adult ADD uh, is a little bit trickier because it wasn't even accepted until maybe the late 90s. People didn't even think about adults having ADD. It was always thought that children would outgrow it. But those children actually did not grow up. Most of them just grew into adult ADD. Little kids, little problems. Big kids.
1: And what are the warning signs?
2: It's not warning. It's 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 not adult onset. It's just something that is the personality of the person.
1: Got it. Understand.
2: It's a personality yeah. thing. I throughout the book, I've given stories. I've written it in story form, so it's very easy to understand the symptoms related to the the situations in life. And if if you'd like, I can tell you some stories because that really sets the pattern of what I'm talking about when I say procrastination.
1: Yeah, I'd like to hear that, but I do want to ask you, what's the difference, Linda, between childhood and adult ADD, attention deficit disorder? Good question. Uh, Children
2: usually exhibit uh, difficulties with school and homework. They may be daydreaming, looking out the window instead of concentrating in school. They have playground social issues. They don't get along with other children. They have a lot of tantrums. I know that um, my my son uh, has ADD also. And when he was a child, he would do pretty well in school. He wouldn't concentrate. And he wouldn't focus. I got a lot of calls from teachers. But he was calm in school. He wasn't an issue. But when he came home, he would explode and have a tantrum, and it was on a daily basis. I did not know what was going on at the time, but that is what he did. Now, adults, of course, have tantrums, too. We can't say adults never have tantrums, but their issues become major. Adults have problems with marriage, social, employment, and financial issues, and those can have a huge impact on your life. I, I could put my son in a time-out corner if he was misbehaving. I can't put my husband in a time-out
1: corner. So, what did you do with, with, you know, you stayed in your marriage and you've made it work. What did you do to get through this with your husband? What were some of the things Uh, that I did to what? To get through this with your husband. As you said, you you can't put him in a corner. You could put a child in a corner. So, I did do coping mechanisms.
2: I did have coping. First of all, I had a great. um, Relationship with girlfriends, which was wonderful. Not that I shared this information, but it was very good for me to have a life of my own at the same time. Yes. And, uh, I stayed in my marriage. There were different reasons at different times. When we were first married, it was early on, and it was a sexist time. So, if I went to get help, I wouldn't have received any. It was a time when a clergy or a psychiatrist would have said to me, go home and be nicer to your husband. It's your fault." Mm.
0: And that's yeah. how it
2: was. It just that, That's the way it was, and it was the time. Mm. As time went on, it became dangerous for me to leave. Bob had a lot of uh, employment issues, and in order for him to stay employed, I had to work on doing that, so I really needed to stay as a mentor in the home to keep things going. Mm. Uh, it, it, throughout the book, you'll see that the different reasons. Uh, for example, in uh, we were living in Rhode Island, and our second year of marriage, we moved back to Rhode Island. I'm a native of Rhode Island, so we moved back, and Bob was not very happy there. So he said, "I want to get a new job. I want to leave." He was very agitated all the time. This was his new personality. It was wonderful until the second year of marriage, but he was agitated. And he was unhappy. So I said, fine, get a job and we'll move. He never got a newspaper. He did nothing about it except complain. So I went out, bought all the surrounding states, the newspapers, and he didn't look at them. So I started circling ads. He was electrical engineer. So I circled ads for electrical engineers. And he still didn't look at them. So I I said, well, okay. I sent out his resume along with cover letters, and I mailed them. And when the call started to come in, that was the first time he started to participate at all in looking for this job, mm. which he desperately wanted to do. So he was procrastinating, but he was also in what I call a stuck mode. And this mm. is pretty common to ADD people. They get stuck and they can't move forward. They, mm. And this happened throughout Bob's life.
1: Yeah, so, it's, it's you know, it's amazing because this is very challenging, you know, and, and, you you know, you stayed with him, and he had really an illness, as you said. I mean, this was, you know, this was a, an illness and a condition.
2: Well, and, you know, I really thought that I could fix him. I knew there was something wrong, and I said, okay, all I have to do is find out what it is, and, and I'll fix him. He seemed handicapped, and he, he was really, throughout his whole life, he was handicapped. But I said, well, I'll find out what the problem is and fix it. Well, uh, mm-hmm. it took me decades to find out actually how to get the
1: ultimate Well, fix. And, let's, and let's talk about that, because in 2011, you found a miraculous discovery. So tell us how you stumbled on that.
2: Well, I was desperate again in, in 2011. I had been desperate many times, but this was like the last straw, and I really had no place else to go. The doctors could do no more. Bob's drugs were no longer working. Nobody could help me, and I was pretty desperate. So I came across uh, a meeting in our community. It was a dowsing club meeting, and I thought I knew something about it, so I decided to go in and check it out. I had nothing to lose. I really didn't even know what I was getting into. Well, that turned out to be the best thing I ever did. Uh, My discovery is a method of dowsing, and it's a little-known ancient mental exercise, which costs nothing, has no side effects. It takes less than a minute, and it works very well for Bob.
1: It's his symptoms. Explain it. Explain it.
2: Okay. Um, Dowsing, it's hard to explain in a a sense. It's kind of like explaining how to tie shoelaces. It's very simple to do, but not so easy to explain. We use a pendulum as a tool, and this really requires a visual uh, kind of lesson. Um, in the book, I offer more details on how this discovery unfolded, and there are resources as well. But you do need to see a visual of it, and you need to learn how to use a pendulum. And uh, it's kind of in that same realm of, of uh, acupuncture, tai chi. It's um, it's actually now being accepted by uh, open-minded practitioners like chiropractors, psychologists, are beginning to...
1: um, Why do you think it works? Is it because it's working with the brain brain, uh, function?
2: Um, I think it's about intention. I think Mm. it's intention. And Mm. I really don't know. Actually, if you ask me to explain it, I would have to say what uh, Thomas Edison says. He said, um, when someone asked him about electricity, he says, well... I don't really know what it is, but it's there. So let you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And
2: so that's what we do, and it wasn't something that Bob gravitated to right away because, as a, as an electrical engineer, he's very methodical. He was trained to be methodical, and I didn't have answers for him. And he kept saying, "Well, tell me this, tell me that," and I said, "Bob, I don't know the answer to that, but I do know it works." And I was doing this exercise for him until he finally accepted it because he saw the results. The results are incredible, so (laughs) I'm very happy about it. I have a grandson in college who was struggling in school, and by dowsing now, he's getting A's.
1: Now, is dowsing kind of like meditation?
2: Um, Similar. It's very similar. You you Mm. could be in a meditative state to do that. It's very, um, it's almost like prayer, if you will, too. It's a prayer, and yes. meditation. Yes, yes. Uh, it's, it's,
1: um, now, now, Linda, because Bob has been doing the dowsing and it works so well, is he taking any drugs? No,
2: no. So not not he taking was, drugs. T- now, he was, was taking drugs.
1: He, he was taking drugs, and he stopped taking them because they weren't working anymore.
2: It, it lasted about, oh, maybe nine or ten years that he took the drugs. Mm. and uh, that happens with drugs. They, they no longer work. We tried others, and they didn't work, so that's why the doctor said they really didn't know what else to do, and I yeah. was so frustrated because he had the symptoms again.
1: The, yeah. the, the
2: drugs were helpful. What,
1: what do you think um, has kept you there? I mean, you, he, wouldn't, he may not have fared without you as his mentor and enabler. Um, what really kept you there?
2: Um, I loved him. I always loved him.
1: We were soulmates. Well, to begin so with. love is love is very powerful.
2: It is very powerful. Now, I didn't always like him, Patricia. I have to tell of you that. Course.
1: Of I course. I didn't always
2: like him. And sometimes I was, I was fuming and angry and, and screamed and yelled and stomped. And truthfully, it wasn't his fault, but that didn't matter. It still mm-hmm. ruined my life, so I was angry. Yeah. However... I just felt I needed to get to the root of this. There had to be some help somewhere. And unfortunately, it took me many years to find it. Naturally, I wish I found dowsing a long time ago. It's It's been around. It's an ancient, ancient uh, art. It's not new. It's just new to me. But uh, everyone has to find their own way of dealing with this. I also, to get through, you did ask earlier how I coped. And I didn't even realize it until maybe the 80s. But I had... Um, I cleverly designed myself an imaginary Pandora's box, and when I was really upset and aggravated, I would have to forgive Bob. That's very important. If you're going to live with someone with ADD, you need to be very forgiving or it won't work. But I had this Pandora's box. I would stuff all my anger, my worries, my aggravation into the box and close it up and put it away. That was the only way I could actually function on a day-to-day basis. And I did this automatically. It occurred to me some years after I had started that that's what I had. So if an episode happened, then all of a sudden the locks that I had put on very tightly would break and the lid would fly open and I would have all this thrown back into my face. So the next day I was stuffing everything back in so that I could go on again. It was a very up and down. Like
1: a a visualization exercise, if you will. Of... Well, the Pandora's box.
2: Oh, the, the Pandora's box. Oh, it's a trunk. My, that would be mine. Other people may have something else. Mine was a trunk. It was a big um, brown trunk with a rounded lid on it, and it had a lot of metal on the outside. And I just stuffed it in like people put in their hope chests. They put in their dishes and their china. I was putting in my worries and my aggravations.
1: Wow. Perhaps so it was a real box. box. It was a real box. It wasn't something you made up. Um no, it was an imaginary. It was in my mind. That's what I thought. That's what I thought that it was imaginary. But, right, but that I must can have picture, been very I, powerful. I, I, that must have been a very powerful exercise for you to do.
2: It was. It was.
1: Yeah. And uh, did you I work think with back people on when now? I did? I'm sorry. I was just gonna say go ahead.
2: Well, when I think back on the, the magic that I made happen over the years, I'm, I'm, I look back and I wonder how I did it, too. So a lot of that was just putting one foot in front of the other and getting through whatever. And I mm. was fixing all Bob's uh, mistakes, yeah. I call them.
1: Which is codependent, of dance the course. dance that we
2: had. It was called Funky Dance. Bob broke and Linda fixed every time well, it
1: happened. Right, and isn't that called codependence?
2: It could be. It could be. Uh, It was a habit. We fell into that habit as soon as, well, as soon as I realized there was something wrong, which was in the second year of marriage. I knew if I stayed, I was going to be a mentor and an enabler. Yes. Until we resolved the problem, anyhow, and I knew that because he really couldn't function very well. And the thing is, has your
1: role changed now?
2: It hasn't changed. It's leveled out. Now I
1: have a partner. You're right. My question is Has your role of the enabler changed? Now are you more equal in partnership? Yes. Yes, absolutely. That must be really different, and that must be very positive for you because it's a different relationship. It's changed my
2: life. It's changed my life now. I feel like I have a partner, I can count on him. I don't worry like I used to. Uh, when you're living with someone with ADD, you are always waiting for the other shoe to drop. You just don't know when it's going to happen, but you know it's going to happen. I don't have that fear now. And mm. it, it, as long as Bob douses, if he stops dousing, the symptoms will return. So it's a simple thing to do. It costs nothing. This is mm. free. And let me tell you, from what I've heard now from people I know, it's very difficult to get Ritalin right now. Very hard to fill prescriptions. There's a shortage of it, so I'm doubly grateful that we have that. I don't mm-hmm. know what we do if we couldn't fill our prescription and it was working. I'd be even more frustrated.
1: <laughs> Linda, are you helping other people? Have you reached out and helping other people? Oh, you bet! Who I, have I that's this? my
2: mission. Oh, yes, I am. I I am teaching people how to do this. I get calls from people around the country now excited because they read my book. They said, you have made such a difference in my life and I will, you know, uh, tell them to go to the referrals in the book because it does work. People have actually searched me out because they just want to thank me for writing such a book. I know how I would have felt if I read this book 40 or 50 years ago.
0: Mm -hmm. And I'll tell
2: you, the people that suffer the most are the people who live with the people who are afflicted. That would be someone in my position.
0: Because
2: yeah. Yeah. the people who have ADD, they're totally unaware that they have ADD. They're unaware of their symptoms. They think they are fine. They really
1: don't. I, I, would imagine, I would imagine, and, and please uh, tell me if I'm right here, that people with ADD are very charismatic. Because they're in the moment, they're spontaneous, they're here and there, there can be a charismatic, charismatic energy that draws you in.
2: They do have excellent energy, absolutely, and they
1: yeah.
2: are um, embraces of new things. They're adventurous. If you're looking yes. at someone adventurous, yeah. they may not make wise decisions, but they're certainly there to try them out with you. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So now, do you teach these, um, do you teach classes or do you do counseling? How do you work this? If somebody would like to get in touch with you, how do you work with folks? Um, on a one-to-one basis
2: around the country, no, I really don't. Um, I've been helping people locally that I know. I like people to use the resources. For example, Raymond Grace, who was our healer, he uh, he's in the book, and that's an excellent resource. He teaches workshops, and he also has many tapes and things you can buy. And the uh, Society for Dowsers, which is also in the book, uh, they're a resource to go to um as far as a pendulum people need to buy a pendulum they can go online to amazon uh amazon sells pendulums at a very reasonable price and i mean you can get a pendulum for five six dollars that's the total Mm. cost That's Mm. all you have to spend although i must say i have more than one i carry it with me i don't leave home without it
1: now in the book do you explain to people how they can use the pendulum
2: not really. No, I I don't. I don't because it's. But it's, you
1: do have a website here, dowsers.org, for a slash yes, ADD. Yes, and there's a page, a so calendar,
2: specifically for ADD. Yeah, that is there too. It's dowsers.org slash ADD. ADD. Do you see the one, the slash there on that? Yes, I do. That will take you to the page with exactly what Bob says. When he does his housing, the verbiage is right there for you. And I've provided that in the book via the
1: website. You know, I have to tell you, Linda, when I read this and as I'm looking at it, you know what this reminds me a little bit of? What? Do you know the Lois Wilson story? The Lois Wilson story, she and her husband, I believe it was Bob, created Alcoholics Anonymous. And he was an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And she ended up, he created AA and she created, um, I believe, Al-Anon. And there was a book written about this by a biographer who knew them both and how she stood by him. It was very difficult. There was actually a movie on television about this, the Lois Wilson story. Mm -hmm. But um, there's this this same kind of thing where they figured it out. They actually figured it out together. And in the end, they're helping millions and millions of people, even though they're not here anymore. So I just want you to share that. Oh, thank you. That's interesting
2: because my mission is big. I do want to get this out and enlighten. People are, are wasting their time so much. They're spinning their wheels. They're going to, to psychiatrists who don't understand what the situation is. Yeah. It's yeah. no one who really, you, if you live in an ADD home, it's hard to explain it to someone who doesn't. So even if you go to a psychiatrist, and we walked out on many psychiatrists because they didn't understand what it was. Mm. So you, it's very important that if you do go to a me- mental health person, that they are very familiar with ADD, adult ADD if you're an adult. They are not all familiar with it. So okay. uh, yeah. if I feel like a pioneer, and I am getting the mm. word
1: out. Yeah, absolutely. And and how can people find you? We're just about at the close of our interview oh, okay. today. So. Well,
2: uh, the title is My Husband Has ADD and the Miraculous Discovery that Changed Our Life. And um, if you go to my website, myhusbandhasadd.com, it will take you directly to Amazon. You can read the reviews and you can order and, and just browse around on my website too because there's a lot of interesting information there. Right. And I think... Um, Uh, If people are serious about this, they can consider a workshop with Raymond. They can certainly go and just get the page that I offer on there and research. I We're talking here years of research that I did. Mm. People need to invest. They really do need to invest a few minutes of time to research what it is they want and what they expect to get from it. And it's so inherited that if someone in your household has ADD, it's not an isolated case. Right. You'll find that a grandfather, or a brother, or somebody else has it. It runs through families. Usually, when people buy my book, they buy three or four. They ha- they have to have it right. for their family.
1: Right. Right. So, All right. Well, let's have people log on to my husband has ADD.com. Thanks so much for being on the program, Linda.
2: Oh, you've, and by the way, it's my husband has ADD. Yes, yes, you're right. My pleasure. My Thank you for having us.
1: <laughs> Welcome. All right, stay on the line for a minute. Again, my husband has ADD, and my guest today has been Linda Rosenbaum. A memoir that she's written, My Husband Has ADD, Attention Deficit Disorder, and The Miracle Discovery That Changed Our Life. You've been listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. You can write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com.